just uh, honoring today a family, uh, Julia's family, Julia and Jesus' family that are here from the Valley of Texas. And uh, they're a family with kids growing teenage years now, but they also have little ones. Yes. It's a wonderful uh, conversation we'll have with Julia and about her decision after being a professional as a teacher to do her decision to stay home and not only stay home, but home school her kids. So it is wonderful to have you here. Julia, welcome. Yeah. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. And you? I'm doing pretty good. And I mean, it's everything that has been happening that we've been kept away from so many changes that we're going through now that we have to stay home, right? Yeah. Yes, it's, I guess that's the thing about this. I mean, it's a blessing that we have technology to be able to, you know, stay in contact with our family members still. So, Yes, um, but it is so nice to be here in Nuestro Diario Caminar. Uh, today, Julia is with us. She's a wonderful woman. I met her huh, about nine years ago or so. How many years ago? Ten, maybe? Um. Yes, almost ten. Yes. yes. And through these years, uh, we work together in the same ministry, uh, and that's how we met, actually. And mm-hmm. Julia and her husband are their teachers for a village revolution method. And um, now, when I met you, you were a teacher. You were working <laughs> as a teacher in a school. Yes, I was teaching. Um, yeah, taught for like. How many years? Seven, eight years in public school. Yeah. So I've always been in the teaching, I guess, profession. And I started like before, you know, I decided to major in education. And then I worked at daycares and substituted and finally got to become a teacher, which I really enjoy. <laughs> yes. That's what I wanted to, you know, ask. I have a lot of questions about, uh, how long ago, how many years ago you decided to just stay home and be a teacher for your kids? Mm-hmm. Oh, let me see. I think it's been, has it been six years? Six years maybe, or maybe seven years too. I can't, I, I kind of lost count. It just went by so fast. It does, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just remember my oldest, you know, he was in middle school mm-hmm. and now he's, he was about to enter eighth grade. And I just wasn't happy with what was going on with him. And um, so I kind of just, and at that time I was, I had already stopped teaching. Um, it was just teaching as a teacher, you know, teachers go through a lot. It's, you know, it's very stressful and just a lot of the things that, you know, depending on the school year in, um, they put a lot of pressure on the teachers. So I think that was affecting my health and, I just didn't feel like I was doing a good enough job. So I was like, well, I'm just going to, you know, resign. And I'm not going to go back to teaching. I need a break from this. Because <laughs> there were a lot of changes. It's been yes. gradually, right? Many changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. some of us who have kids that are already older than your kids, we have mm-hmm. seen very, very clear the changes. Uh, I remember being maybe 20 years ago in a meeting in a school. and. Uh, some of the parents were just happy and content with the way things were happening. I'm talking really, did you hear me? 20 years ago. <laughs> but then I was, I was like, uh, I wasn't really happy because I had older kids, of course, and the other kids that I had had gone through a very, a better system of education. It was, it was more in-depth into hands-on and science and experiments and in really learning, I mean, it was a joy for the kids to be in a school. And then gradually things began to change. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know many teachers personally that, I mean, they were overwhelmed. They mm-hmm. were suffering because they couldn't really teach the way they were used to because mm-hmm. they had to comply with a lot of technicalities, right? I think it's just you you have to meet a criteria, you know, I'm, you have benchmarks and you have to have a percentage passing. And if you don't, well, they're going to go and what are you doing wrong? So they add more workload basically to you. Now you have to keep data and all these other data stuff. It's a lot. And, you know, they, 
it's hard because, you know, you feel like you're not doing a good enough job. So that puts even more pressure on you. So I feel like, you know, instead of lifting, lifting up the teacher and telling them you're doing a good job, instead, it's like, uh, you're not doing a good job. <laughs> so I mean, that that affects people's health. I mean, it affects them in every way. So now and I felt like even all that, you know, you know, when you have a family, it's even harder because you have more workload. As a teacher, you you're basically working all day because if, you, if you're teaching and then you're planning and then you're grading, you can't do that in those, you know, hours, I think eight hours you have because you're basically trying to teach your students. <laughs> I, I do remember, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, the teachers that I met that they really stopped having a life, a family life, and, and they had older kids. Now, your kids were young when all of this was happening. So mm-hmm. I imagined you going going home and still doing more work at home, yeah. isn't it? Yes, and it was hard. It felt like, you know, you just go home, you know, help them with their homework, feed them, put them to bed, and that's it. Like, there was no real interaction. Even on weekends, I felt like I was still working. So, yeah, it was way too much. And I was like, no, I don't think this is for me <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and I do remember when you made that decision uh, that uh, – you not only stopped teaching professionally at, at the classroom, but you decided to start homeschooling your kids. Mm-hmm. And I remember that you were looking for different curriculums and criteria that you wanted to set. Mm-hmm. And because you were obviously seeing that your kids needed something different, other mm-hmm. kind of education, right? Yes. So how was this transition when you started? Because, you know, I was teaching, I, I, I was a teacher, a Spanish teacher, only for one year. I only had about 100 students and some of the gifted mm-hmm. students, mm-hmm. and it was a joy to teach, but I was only teaching part-time. Mm-hmm. But then I still come home, and the other part-time, I will be grading and reading and, and everything. And mm-hmm. it was only one class and only about 100 kids. Yes, and then after, uh-huh, and then mm-hmm. after after the year, I said, I don't think I can do this mm-hmm. <laughs> because I had a little one that that uh, and, and my other children. But um, so okay, you made this transition. Mm-hmm. If you began, how did it start? It how was it like? Okay, from this, did you set a date that we're homeschooling now or how was it what did your kids thought what did they think when you told them or were they asking you because I know that you went through a process (laughs) also with your children no yes I mean I think it's been you know a big process and it's changed and you know I I mean I think right now the good thing about, about this quarantine is like I think we're starting like a I guess a better schedule more well, especially for my little ones. But uh, as far as how it started, basically, like I said, I wasn't happy with my older son. He was having low self-esteem. He was being bullied. So I took him out of public school. And since I took him out, I was like, I'm just going to take out my other one too, who was in like third grade at that time. So I put him in private school. And my other one was doing fine. Um, but my oldest was still struggling. Mm-hmm. Like there was he still wasn't getting what he needed, basically, even though the classrooms were smaller. And, but I felt like he, he was still lacking what he needed. So finally, I just decided, you know what, it's costing too much. He's, you know, he's not getting what he needs. So I just decided um, after kind of investigating, because, you know, we see our friends on Facebook. So I saw, oh, some, this person I know who's a teacher, she's homeschooling. Uh-huh. Oh, I know this person from church. She's homeschooling. Uh-huh. So I just started asking them questions and reading books. And I was like, okay, okay, I can do this. <laughs> so yeah, we started homeschooling after like mid-year. It was November when I took them out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, we have a, I still need to buy the curriculum. So we have maybe a month of nothing. <laughs> and nice. and for them, it was a little bit easier, but it was still a struggle because once you're at home, I know my my second oldest, he was like, oh, when we started homeschooling, I thought you were going to stand up and, you know, teach us and, you know, <laughs> like a regular classroom, you know, the teacher standing up and uh-huh. I'm like, I do that because, you know, you all already know how to read. <laughs> yes. So all I need to 
do is, you know, you do your work, your assignment, and I just, you know, make sure you're doing it correctly, you're understanding it. And so, I mean, I really did enjoy it. It was, it was great being able to, um, my oldest one needed me the most, I felt. So I would sit down with him and I would read the books with him and mm-hmm. we would have discussions and, you know, I would just guide him with, you know, writing reports and everything, you know, that they're supposed to be doing at their grade level. But, um, yeah, it's, and it's changed. Like from the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm going to choose something, a Catholic curriculum. Yes. And I started with that, that, and it was a classical curriculum. Um, and it was great, but I felt like I still needed more. And, you know, I've changed. Okay. I didn't like the science. So I'm going to try a different curriculum. So I went yes. to a like, Christian website and I found science that I thought was better for him. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and then, um, even through all that process, you know, my family, you know, they weren't really, um, some of them weren't really supportive. They thought we were like hurting our kids. They thought, home, oh, you're keeping them home and that's hurting them. <laughs> they felt like they weren't um, getting enough socialization. I'm like, well, I don't know. They really got to socialize at school as much as. <laughs> you are, you, you're <clears throat> so right on that. I mean, on both things that you said. You know, we start doing something different, something mm-hmm. new, something that we know in our heart that is going to benefit our family. And then mm-hmm. our family members, our closest friends start criticizing us in a way that they're saying, I'm concerned because they're doing this. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. nobody knows better than you that is a mother and, mm-hmm. and you know. And also a professional teacher. And even if you're not a professional teacher, I think we all know when our kids need something different. And yeah. it takes a lot of courage. And I think it takes, a, um, a, it's a big decision to say, I'm going to change the way I'm living now, my professional life now, I'm going to put it into my kids. But also uh, that they say, um, because I homeschool for a very short time, Mm-hmm. only one year and that was years ago and and then I uh, well, I got ill and I couldn't it was a process that took years for me to recover but I enjoyed it so much mm-hmm. it was a joy and but people that I that I knew relatives also told me the same oh your kids are not going to socialize they're just going to be there and mm-hmm. what's going to happen to them I was like Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, now, I mean, the kids are just, they grow normally. Yes. You know, they think uh, it's not going to happen because I also have friends that they do homeschool. They had homeschool three years and I don't see any difference, if at all. I think the kids are are being rare with that. They're being educated, not only on the academics, but also you have opportunity for many different ways. Mm-hmm. They're really given their own time, their own space. They're able to think for themselves. Mm-hmm. They're able to come up with their own solutions for their whatever class or, or subject that they're going through. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Isn't yes. it? Isn't it the opposite? Yes, they become more independent. I mean, my, I mean, my first one needed a little bit more guidance, but you know, he's more independent now. And um, I mean, he's doing dual enrollment in college, so that's you know. He's doing it. He's doing it. <laughs> and, and, and you know, that's one of the concerns I have that I heard. Uh, oh, what's going to happen when they're ready to go to college? Are they ever going to get ready to go to college? So, mm-hmm. what could you tell us about that? How was this for your son? Uh, I think he, you know, for him, he's ADD. So, that's something that he's going to struggle with and he's going to have to. You know, basically, I tell him, you're going to have to ask for help. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to learn to you know, adapt to the way you are, you know, make sure you take away your distractions. You know, basically, I want him to accept himself and accept who you are, because that's how God made you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to decide, okay, well, I know that's this is how I am. So I know I need to get rid of my distractions, make time in a quiet place or play music, whatever helps them to study. And uh, just go ask for help if he needs it. You know, there's um, there's so many opportunities in, in college. There's so many things like that they offer. They offer tutoring. They offer help with writing. They offer, you know, so much. So I was like, there's really, I mean, you should be able to excel in college if you just use those, you know, if you're humble enough to, you know, ask for help. 
which is sometimes I know it's hard to ask for help, but I think we need to learn to ask for help because we need to ask God for help every day. <laughs> you know, we need to be humble and, you know, realize we can't do it by ourselves. You know? Yes, that is so true. Mm-hmm. And also I'm thinking, um, I have seen it. You know, I have seen uh, families or dads or moms that they're basically doing, they have a kids in school and they're basically doing the homework for them. Mm-hmm. Have, have you encountered persons like this, families yeah. like that? The kids go to, to go to school, they come back and then they are hours and hours and hours or just doing homework. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I remember when I was... Uh, at the time that I decided, no, I, I'm going to educate my kids at home. It, it was for different reasons, but I just decided it. But I made my own curriculum. Mm-hmm. And it was so wonderful because it was based on what interests them. Mm-hmm. You, know, you could study, um, let's say, geography, Africa, mm-hmm. let's say. And then I'll bring all of this, uh, the Florida, the fauna for science and all of these things. And, and it was a joy because the kids are really learning and doing something more personalized. So tell us about how is a typical day of school for you? Well, I'm not, I guess I'm not very strict. My older ones do, they already know their assignments. So they already know what they, I mean, I guess I could say a little, talk a little bit about the curriculum I'm using now because it's changed <laughs> over time. It has. Yeah. So like right now what I'm, what we're doing is, classical conversations so Mm -hmm. um it's a christian curriculum and it's um basically uh it's to know god and make him known and everything is centered around god for the little ones you know we learn okay we learn the memory work and that's just so that's like a foundation for them so they're Mm -hmm. in the future they're when they get older like my oldest one they're going to be able to use that foundation because you know, when we start learning something, we always have to memorize it and memorize vocabulary so we can be able to comprehend, okay, what is it that this means and how does it relate to science or whatever we're learning. So that's what they're, right now they're focusing on, you know, memory memory work. Of course, we do the reading, the writing and the math, you know, and um, so those are other things that we do. I use a Christian curriculum. I just like it better than, um, than what I was using before. It felt like there was more to it and it filled in all the gaps I think I felt I was missing before and so we really enjoy that we go we meet once a week which we haven't been able to (laughs) um once a week in our community and we review what we're going to be learning and it's like if they're doing math everything they're learning for math is going to be what they're going to need later on when you're Mm -hmm. they're doing algebra or any other of those math um anything they're doing in science they're going to be using it later on when they're getting into the middle school and high school years. And right now it's just fun. I mean, sometimes I put videos on there or we'll just go outside and see something and we're like, Oh, this relates to what we were learning in CC. And then they they start, they start putting things together. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the history when we're reading, sometimes I'm reading them the Bible Mm -hmm. and some of the things from the Bible are in history uh, timeline. So they're like, ah, that comes out in the timeline. So they're like starting to make connections to, you know, what they're memorizing. And right now you have kids, what ages that are being homeschooled? Right now I have a six-year-old. Yes, I'm trying to remember their age. Uh (laughs) Six, nine, and 14. And then my oldest one is 18. But so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, In the... I, I also heard that uh, there is criticism sometimes because we use a Catholic curriculum or a Christian mm-hmm. curriculum because they think everything that the kids are going to learn is about the Bible, but it isn't. You just mm-hmm. told us that it isn't. No. It is just integrating, I guess, all of these beliefs that we all have mm-hmm. and, and just to make sense of it through, through like you say, science and, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. all these opportunities to to learn. So your kids don't go to religious education out of your home because they're getting it there with you or do they go somewhere else also? Yeah, they do. Um, our parish requires it. So they are going, um, but they also get religious education at home all the time. Cause I'm always <laughs> finding things to teach them. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's some 
pod, like a YouTube podcast kind of thing that I always put and I like it because it's very short, like four minutes, but it teaches them, you know, mm-hmm. about, you know, the sacraments or whatever is going on in the world. Um, like right now, this past week was why do, you know, why do bad things happen? Does God allow bad things to happen? Mm-hmm. And I love the way she explained it. And I've already heard it from other, you know, another priest that comes out um, and explains it in, but she explains it in a, like a chill, like the way children can explain it. And I feel yes. like, wow, now I can understand it. Too. <laughs> yes. so, um, so I'm always doing those things. Like um, even for my older ones, uh, they were like, I buy them curriculum on, um, religious curriculum and we would go through it and answer mm-hmm. so yeah and and you are also part of a community and mm-hmm. i remember time ago you meet with other people other persons no mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. get like extra classes with other persons do you interchange do you have like this kind of because i know a friend that uh she uh like they had a music class, piano class. She will be teaching Spanish to the group of homeschoolers and somebody else would teach piano and somebody else would teach different days of the week. Do you have something like that uh, right now going on? Uh, Not, I mean, not really. I, we are part of another homeschool group, um, but, and we do do our little lessons, but we don't really, it's not very like, I guess you can say structured as that. Um, but my oldest do take piano, like they take piano. I, I have another, like a music teacher who gives piano lessons and they, they usually have them um, once a week. Mm-hmm. And then they do recitals. And well, my little ones, they learn music through the classical conversations. We, okay. we have like different things that they learn through each, um, like every six weeks we'll learn drawing. And then the next six weeks we'll learn music by playing tin whistle so they'll know they'll learn um you know music uh theory through that and then the next six weeks they'll learn about um artists famous artists and then they get to kind of reproduce you know like they did van gogh and they finished uh this last six weeks they did um classical music that's wonderful yeah so they got to listen to different musical pieces and learn the instruments so and what you said a while ago is so important and so wonderful that now we have in our computer many mm-hmm. tools that we can use to enrich the life of our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, the curriculum that you're using, you can enrich it by, uh, and especially now that we can go anywhere yeah. on this quarantine time. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, let's let's think, let's talk about something that is, it's, it concerns me a little bit. Um. Of course, uh, there is all the kids are at home. Mm-hmm. Many of the parents don't have a work job anymore. The teachers are doing as much as they can. The schools to provide, continue providing education online. And it is wonderful because uh, if you don't have the technology available, it's provided to the kids. And uh, But I heard complaints and concerns from the parents because they have the kids at home. Mm-hmm. It worries me and it makes me really sad that yeah. the parents, many parents can wait until the kids go back to school. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. something that, you know, I was talking on the phone with a friend the other day and she says about these persons that she knows that has younger kids and she doesn't know what to do anymore with them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I think these times it is so... This time that we are at home, it's giving many parents, it's giving us an opportunity to really be with our kids mm-hmm. and to really spend time with them and to uh, interact with them in a way that maybe we never knew. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to, to Letty in another conversation and uh, how she was... Um, Her decision to stay home, to quit her, her, her job as a scientist and to stay with her kids, uh, but also the importance that in her case, she didn't homeschool, but she, her kids were in a place in schools that were you know, very, very uh, heavy curriculums, very structural curriculums. And, and of course, they are high achievers and all of this, but there is a lot of things that we as parents have to do. 
if we want our kids to succeed. And sometimes our kids are not in the best classroom settings. One of the reasons that you decided is because your son was not being respected as a person, mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yes. But uh, in in this uh, situation that parents are complaining that their kids are home, really, it saddens me. Yes, it is sad. Sad to see all that. And I guess for me, it's just I, we need to pray for them and I guess just ask God to help them because, I mean, we don't know. It's affecting people so many different ways and we're not sure how it's affecting them. You know, some people, I guess, are used to being out and that's their personality. And we just, I mean, we just hope that something, you know, a cure comes out so that they can be able to go back to their normal lives and have what they need. I don't know what they need, you know, some just the way they are. I just think it's a wonderful opportunity. It's a wonderful opportunity that we all are having to really sit down and think and and meditate about restructured mess maybe our lives. You know what is what is going on with us as a family? Because my friend Letty and these other conversations, she was saying that she wasn't really spending any time with her kids. Mm-hmm. That they were being educated by other standards that it was not her own that it was not her own values, like she said. And I know that not everybody can say, okay, I'm going to homeschool, I'm going to stay home. But I think it's a good opportunity right now. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. many moms or dads are going to lose their jobs or already did. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and, and I remember inviting everybody, especially women. I remember inviting them. If you think that God is calling you to stay home, to quit your job, Allow yourself to have that thought. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe this will be an opportunity if there is uh, any of you that are listening right now. If you have thought about it, about maybe I can stay home. Maybe another thing that you can do is, like Julia did, to stay mm-hmm. home and also teach her kids with her own standards, her own values, her own programs that she had put together with different resources to really uh, provide for her kids the complete system that will be allowing them like you said a while ago to learn but also to be independent mm-hmm. i mean it is a, it is a great opportunity that uh we need to think i have one of my sons says mom anything that happens that is not really expected or that we might see it as a problem let's see what good can come out of this mm-hmm. let's yes. always think what can come out of good uh, out of this mm-hmm. you know? Um, okay. I remember, uh, seeing a couple of pictures online that you posted a time ago about having science at the beach. You were with your kids <laughs> doing the science class, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. I'm like, well, it's natural. You know, they have questions and they go and are playing. Okay. Now you can, you're learning about science. You're learning about the ways, learning about the animals that live there. And, and we've taken several trips over there and we've gone to the the sea turtles where they do Uh that and then they got to see other animals and how they take care of the turtles. And so it's always, you know, basically as a homeschooler, most people think when you homeschool, you're, you're stuck at home, but really as a homeschooler, basically everywhere can be your, a learning opportunity. So most of the times, um, like we said, we had community days. So we had Tuesdays, Mm -hmm. we're not home on Fridays. We were not home. And then my children have other, opportunities you know where they go to scouting and those are other opportunities where they're learning so really as a homeschooler you're not really at home (laughs) except you know for me like you you asked earlier what's my daily uh schedule well depending on the day you know we would um and I don't expect my kids to wake up that early because truthfully Mm -hmm. I need my sleep too (laughs) yes Uh, so usually they start at like at nine Maybe okay. they, start get, they start getting up at nine and uh-huh. they eat their breakfast. And for my little ones, like right now, we probably end up end at three, but because we don't really start at that time, we start, mm-hmm. um, my little girl, she's becoming more independent actually. So I'm like, okay, now that you have, um, now that there's like a section where it says, we remember. 
So go and do all your re-remember by yourself since, you know, you should know most of that. We've already gone over that. Yes. And then we'll sit down and do everything that's new. So I usually, she usually does that. And my, I'm trying to have my little one do that too. But sometimes he needs more of his mom right there. <laughs> it is so wonderful because you have yeah. different ages and you're yeah. able to do it, right? Because mm -hmm. the ones that are older are more responsible. The others mm -hmm. are needing a little bit more help. Mm -hmm. But what is it? What it is? Uh, you said community days. What is it? Is it when you go out and do something out of the house in a schedule? Mm -hmm. But give us an example of a community day. What happens in this day? Okay. for Well, for classical conversations, um, that's every week. And we, we would do our memory work. We would do like 30 minutes of new grammar, which is a new memory work. Then we would do our science experiment. We learned something in science. Then we would do our art. Um, and then we would review what we've learned in prior weeks. And then they get to have lunch together for an hour and play and socialize. Mm -hmm. So um, that would be half a day for um, once a week. And then for my other um, community day, I could say we, we formed another homeschool group and we started just as, oh, let's do a kinder graduation. And then it developed into, oh, let's start meeting and doing little lessons. So we will do uh, every mom would take a turn, you know, doing a, a science lesson or a history lesson or a social studies or just an experiment lesson. And And then we would start it, um, creating little plays also for, you know, um, we would just decide, oh, let's do them. And then we go perform them, you know, throughout the year. So we would go to uh, Amigos del Valle and we would perform them there. So the it's amazing. So, so community so. days is really coming together with other mm -hmm. homeschoolers to share mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. still do the lessons that you're doing, but also mm -hmm. building a richer uh, mm -hmm. curriculum. Yeah, and just building relationships. I feel like as a homeschool mom, I have more friends than when I was teaching, you know, public in public school. I felt like there was not that opportunity to connect with other moms. Uh -huh. Whereas a homeschool mom, you have all these other opportunities. You actually get to go out and, yeah, you spend time with your kids and teaching, but then you have this extra time where, okay, kids, go play and socialize. And then the moms get together and socialize together too. Uh -huh. <laughs> so That is yeah. also important. Um, wow. You know, I love what you said about these plays that you do. It must mm -hmm. be amazing because uh, there's kids <laughs> that like to be acting, the ones that mm -hmm. like to do music, the ones that mm -hmm. want to put everything together, mm -hmm. right? The director yes. and mm -hmm. all of that. So it's an opportunity for everybody. And the... Uh, I uh, have a question, you know, also that you were a teacher, you were employed before, and then suddenly you're not, you're homeschooling. So there has to be adjustments also in your, in your life, in your finances. Mm -hmm. So, and that's probably the reason why a lot of people says, no, I need to keep on working. But really, have this, has it really been a big change? or not that much because let me tell you i heard about well by the time i was paying in your case you were paying private school when public school didn't work mm -hmm. i'm sure you were paying daycare and mm -hmm. expenses transportation and this and that mm -hmm. at the time do you do the math i think uh i think we were spending more before <laughs> um i think now we We budget, and yes, we need to make sacrifices. Like, you can't, if, you know, if you want to homeschool and give your children a little bit more opportunities to take some extracurricular activities, well, mm -hmm. you have to decide, well, am I going to take a vacation or am I going to pay for my child's education, you know, just so they can have this something else extra over here. Um, so there are sacrifices, but I don't think it's that much. I think our kids, you know, are enjoying making friends and having these other learning opportunities. I mean, eventually, you know, when this quarantine is over, maybe we'll take a vacation. <laughs> we, take li we take little vacations, right? You go yes. to the beach and, um, and the kids have fun. I mean, they have fun going to the beach. We have access to them. You know? mm -hmm. So those are, I mean, it just depends on how you look at life, I guess you can see. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I have and a question about the academics, about testing. Because a lot of parents are concerned that, oh, but what's going to happen academically? They're not going to be able to be up to the challenge if whenever it comes to college or 
to continue in other grades because there is there might be still a misconception that oh you're homeschooled that's fine <clears throat> you can do whatever like whatever no but you do through a through a system that you do your kids get tested right um well it's an option you can have those kind of tests that's the great thing about homeschooling you don't have to worry about those state state tests that Basically, I for me, I feel like they overwhelm the child and that's what's based on their knowledge. And I think kids can know more than those tests. Um, and I think just using uh, the curriculum that I'm using, I think it's preparing them for that or mm-hmm. more like the SAT and ACT, which is what matters if you want to get into college, right? Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, my my... My sons are learning Latin right now. Oh, wow. And some people think, eh, that's not, Latin's not a language they need. But actually, it helps them. It helps them a lot if you think about the SAT and ACT. And if they want to become lawyers, and my, one, of my, one of them is thinking about becoming a lawyer. I'm like, well, that would help them a lot. Awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, I think a lot of that, what they're learning right now is helping them. And just um, like the older ones meet in the community day too. And they get to, um, as they progress through the different challenges, they call them challenges. Um, they take on more responsibility. So Mm -hmm. every day there's every meeting day, they're supposed to, you know, do a presentation. And then uh, eventually like my oldest, oldest one, they would have to take uh, charge of a certain uh, strand that they were learning. So they were in charge of, you know, English or what you call it, um, not English, but like what they were learning, um, their literature. So they uh-huh. were in charge of the literature discussion and they had to come up with questions and discussions or they were in charge of math, teaching the math lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think everything that, that I, at least what I feel like I'm trying to do is to prepare them for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's, uh, there's programs out there too, where you can try and prepare them and, uh, and you know, so you can practice all oh, this, practice some strategies for testing. Yeah. So, I mean, yes. but um, my oldest one, I mean, he did good. He got into the dual enrollment program um, and he was recently accepted to UTRGV. So if he wants okay. to go to college, he, he can, he can go, he can start next fall. Wonderful. So I, I think, I think um, sometimes even back then, if you think about how we received our education, there wasn't all this testing going on. That's right. And we made it to college. Exactly. <laughs> That's so, right. So I don't understand why there's so much. Because, because a group of persons decided mm-hmm. that there was this new policy that no child should be left behind. Mm-hmm. And by <laughs> doing that, everything began to change. Yes. And really, we forgot that the most important thing was really to provide education that was complete, that was integral, that was uh, filled with hands-on mm-hmm. field trips, science experiments, that brain of the kids really thinking and solving problems. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like the majority of schools, what they're doing is preparing a kid to pass a test. So I, I really love that what you're doing. I love what you decided to do. And there is some parents, like I have a couple of kids on my own that right now they're not in public schools, but I'm thinking specifically in one of them. He has been educating himself through all these years because he's always looking for different things to learn on his own. Mm-hmm. And this is what we have to do now. If we just yes. relied on what is going on in the schools, it's going to be kind of limited. I mean, there is good schools, but also at home, you have to enrich everything that they're doing. Or when they're older, they can do it on their own. Yeah. And I think that's another thing. Like, think of my second son, something he said to me. He's like, sometimes I just love the world so much. There's so much you can learn from it. And he like wishes he could learn everything. He like, he decides, you know, I have a schedule. I'm going to try and learn all these languages. Um, so, so he's trying to teach himself different languages. And like, he's like, oh, I'm interested in psychology. I want some psychology books. So we've got mm-hmm. him some psychology books. And he's like doing that as extra. How know, old is himself. he? 
my 14 year old. So. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and they play music, they play piano mm-hmm. and that in Boy Scouts and your little girl is in Girl Scouts, right? Yeah. Yes. You are as a mom, you must be exhausted at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. So I guess, um, you can say this quarantine is kind of a vacation for me. <laughs> because you're not yeah. going out to places. Is that why? Yes. yes. I mean, I think, um, yeah, we think about the positive things. Yeah. I think we've gotten to spend a lot more time together. We've gotten to make more time for prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes when you are on the go, you know, that kind of lets, you know, gets a little bit left behind. But mm-hmm. now we have more of that time. And they, so- I mean... I think they're doing pretty good. I mean, yeah, they get on each other's nerves, but most of the time they're, I think they're learning how to solve their problems. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, what you said is so beautiful that even though with this quarantine thing, I mean, you're not going out too much, but you are rebuilding and building or strengthening the domestic Mm -hmm. church. Mm -hmm. And that's so beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people is thinking, oh, well, we can be here, we can go, we can go to Mass, we can go. No, but God is, I remember um, when I was a child, what I remember, Dios está en el cielo, en la tierra y en todo lugar. So God is mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. in your home and in your heart, which is the most important. And while we wait to come back and celebrate with the Eucharist again, in his presence, united with him. Mm-hmm. While we do this way, we can still at home be with our family and with our kids. And mm-hmm. uh, I just enjoy and celebrate that you're doing yes. this and that you are uh, a very strong woman. You are, uh, I admire you because you started doing something that changed everything mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. most positive way, isn't it? Yes. And I see you and I mean, I don't see you often or I just see pictures that you post in the social media of your kids. And I was like, this is wonderful. You know, I see your face. I see your kids. I see them performing. I see them learning and it's wonderful. And I don't think this could have been possible if they stay in the other system that they used to be. Yes. Right. I think, yes, I think. I think it's great. I think it's helped all of them. My little ones not, never got to go to public school, but they never really say I want to go. You know, there's sometimes that you hear of others. I've hear I've heard of others saying, "Oh, we want to try and go to public school," and some of them decide, "Okay, we'll let you try." And I've heard it where they say, "Oh, they tried it, but they didn't like it." Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess uh-huh. they realized what they were giving up. Uh-huh. Um, so. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm not saying public school is not for anybody, everybody. I mean, it just depends on, you know, what your family needs and, and what kind of parent, what kind of parent you're going to be. Yeah, you're probably going to have to work a little bit harder with your child. You make that time to make sure that they're learning. And, and I think that's what it is. I mean, you're always advocating for your children. As a mother, you're always trying to make sure that everything that they're getting the best education, even if they're in public school or at home. That's right. And But in your case, you decided the best was to do homeschool. You tried mm-hmm. it. And I think uh, that's very important that you try it. Mm-hmm. You start it and you continue for all these years. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I just uh, think it's awesome. Uh, for other parents, they, may, they maybe tried it, didn't work. And then mm-hmm. the kids are back in school and probably everything is fine. In mm-hmm. my case, I remember my kids used to tell me, mom, bring us back to home school, <laughs> bring us back to home school. But I just couldn't. I just mm-hmm. couldn't physically. I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. So it's been uh, also wonderful to see that my older kids helped me a lot with my younger ones when I wasn't completely healthy. And I remember my two kids being in college by this time. They will come in the summers and the summers were wonderful because it's when the kids really got to do more things uh, with their siblings. And uh, I'm going to be eternally thankful to them and and celebrating that because uh, my little ones had a blast, had a joy when the kids were here the older brothers, they even, one summer, they even made a movie 
<laughs> one of the most wonderful movies that I I enjoy seeing it, but I also remember one day I was I was watching the movie and I thought, where was I? I wasn't there, I was inside ill. Mm-hmm. But everything that was happening was just wonderful. And I think when you raise your kids in a way that they are they're real siblings, they are for each other. They don't forget about this is okay, I'm gone, goodbye, I'm going to college and that's it, my life with you is over. No, mm-hmm. I think when uh, families uh, have these strong values of of uh, really being part of each member of the family, being important to each other, I think this is what brings the families and keep them stronger uh, year after year, no matter what will happen. And I really sense and I see that uh, your kids are growing up with all these values that are important for you as a family and for them and for each one of their, uh, for, as brothers and, and, your, and their sister, isn't it? What does your uh, husband thought about it? I mean, I think he struggles with it. He, at the beginning, he wasn't very supportive and I think he's starting to come around now. So I think uh-huh. he's, because he's seeing the product of it. He's seeing, oh, wow, my children are learning and they're mm-hmm. doing this and this and that. Mm-hmm. So I think he's finally saying, okay, homeschooling is good. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was a struggle for him at the beginning because uh-huh. he was uh, more of a quiet person and having the children around. It's kind of like, wow, noise all the time. <laughs> yeah. So it's an adjustment, you know, but I think the blessing about it was for us, like before when they were, um, you know, going to public school for them to see him, sometimes they wouldn't see him depending no. on his work schedule. Because he works um, different hours, sometimes yes. days, sometimes evenings, right? Mm-hmm. So mm. now they get to see him every day. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you kids have, did your kids have chores in the house? That, oh, yes. Like household chores that they're supposed to be doing and mm-hmm. like cooking or helping with cleaning or anything like that? Yes. Um, my oldest are always like, I start them little by little. And basically now they each have a chore a day and and they help me sometimes with cooking or uh-huh. they want to bake or anything. So yeah, there was times when I was like really busy and I was like, okay, you're cooking today. So uh-huh. they already know how to cook. You know, if I tell them just, you know, cook the chicken with vegetables, you know, right. <laughs> they already know how to do it. So uh-huh. at least I feel like, and they're learning so many other things other than just academics. You know, they also do, my oldest ones do sewing. So they're learning. To oh, sew. I love that. Your yeah. two boys. Yes. How nice. Boys. My 14 year old also knows a little bit of sewing. He started sewing leather. So mm-hmm. what are the projects they have done? That is wonderful. Yeah. I mean, they they already know how to do use a sewing machine. So that's good. I mean, uh-huh. they started with just simple projects, learning how to put a needle and everything. And yes, they've done, um, Mal has done quilting. So he created like a oh. small little quilt. They've learned how to sew, uh, cut patterns and do shirts. And like they even did a dress. <laughs> so wow. I mean, it's simple, simple stuff. But I think, that's helped them. They know how, my oldest knows how to hem pants so he can do that. You know, so, how yeah. interesting because nowadays kids don't even know how to put a button on. Yeah. So I think that's something that's good for them. Like, this is going to help you in the future. <laughs> it <laughs> Believe is, me. It is so wonderful because I, I learned sewing and I know how to draft patterns when mm-hmm. I was, of course, all these years being at home with my kids. And it has a lot of math and a lot of precision. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really have to measure things and and it's not just simple because if you're just going to yeah. sew something simple, it's going to be like a sack. But yeah. to make a dress for a woman, <laughs> that takes a yeah. lot of measurements, a yeah. lot of precise, uh, each thing have to match the others or else. So that mm-hmm. is that is wonderful. I think uh, even my second oldest, I remember when I put him into sewing, I think he was 10. He wasn't really interested in it. Mm-hmm. And then, but now that he got older and he got to do that shirt, he was like, oh. wow, like he really enjoyed it. That's so nice. So they learn about music. They have opportunity to do theater arts. Mm-hmm. They, 
they're doing this hands-on. They're part of community groups. That's wonderful. I really honor you. And I am so happy that uh, you all are having the opportunity to, to do this. So tell us something. If, uh, if a mom out there is thinking about maybe I could do this, what is a recommendation that you will give them? I think um, just, I guess you have to decide why you want to homeschool and, you know, what do you expect out of homeschooling? And I think that's the main thing that would probably keep you homeschooling, you know, because the first years are pretty tough because it's an adjustment. Like you said, you have to learn to, you know, well, I have to cook and I have to do this and I have to do this. And um, so you have to basically say, okay, I'm going to stick through this and I know it's going to be tough. Um, but don't expect homeschooling to be like public school. You know, like you said, you can teach science just by going on a walk. Mm -hmm. um, you can teach science by going on a field trip to, you know, a science museum. There's so many ways children learn more through, like science is something that can be hands-on. That's the main thing. Right. Science and history are more hands-on, like that's the way the kids actually learn and remember things more, I think, because they can like, even when they're doing the grammar, the, the memory work, uh -huh. like if I, we go to a museum, they can make that connection. Oh, right. that's why, that's why I'm learning that. Or, oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah. I think, so I think just know that, you know, homeschooling brings a lot of opportunities, but just be patient with yourself and, you know, enjoy your children. Because that's so the main thing. Enjoy your children and yeah. make a decision. And once you made a decision, just stick to it yes. and, and be strong and be brave. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love what you said. You take advantage of the resources that are in nature and in our community. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's something to live by. You know, make a decision, stick to it and uh, wait, be patient, be dedicated. And I think uh, the results are just... Uh, what you probably didn't even expect it, mm -hmm. right? Yes. yes. <laughs> so um, I love to have heard your kids on the background <laughs> in our conversation. So that's so beautiful. <laughs> and uh, I want to thank you so much. And I want to thank God for this opportunity to join again, to celebrate families, to honor the opportunity that he has given us to be mothers to have kids in this wonderful responsibility that I think we also have to pause very often either if you are a mom that is staying at home that is homeschooling a mom that is busy with a profession and also raising a family very often we need to pause take a deep breath mm -hmm. overall our daily life to him and to ask him to continue giving us a strength in nuestro diario caminar. Yes. Well, and uh, a big hug to you. Likewise. Take care. All right.